Watch the games brought to you by Milk is Weird, and you can find everything on milkisweird.com. Coming up, Jalen Brown, Dame Lillard, and the best songs that sound like summer. All right, watch the game. Adam Doucette, Chris Robert. We are without Henry Finch today. He had a, an emergency meeting that he had to attend. Top unfortunate. Secret. But Chris, yeah, top secret. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, it's a, a bittersweet day. Yankees baseball is back today. I do love me some baseball, but not when they lose. So I will. I did put in a bet today. We'll see how that goes. Not on the Yankees. It's just a bunch of prize picks. Flex Friday. Happy Flex Friday for my betters. But um, hopefully I win some money today. Hopefully the Yankees win. And, oh, I got an update, a life update. I have not had an alcoholic beverage in almost three weeks. There you go. Hey, was it the pod that inspired you? You know what? Might have been. But I also haven't seen my dad in a couple weeks. And usually when I go out with him, he wants to have a couple beers. Or by a couple, I mean probably like six or seven. So, <laughs> I mean, we haven't went out in a, in a couple weeks. So maybe that's why. Um, but yeah, I just haven't had the desire to, and I'm really focused on, uh, developing what I'm trying to develop, Adam. I like it. I like it. You know what I've been thinking about recently? I I heard it was like a clip of a Tom Holland interview and he was saying, uh, I I sort of not regret, but if I could go back and if we could go back and do that podcast again, where we did alcohol versus weed, I think it's sort of an interesting angle to the conversation where it's like, you don't necessarily have to fit the definition of like an alcoholic to be like, maybe there's a little bit of something there. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be a non-functioning raging alcoholic yeah. to be like, mm, maybe I should try to stop for two weeks, a month, two months, and then just see like, do I want it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's sort of a gray area where it's I think that's not when destroying you really, your life, but it's probably not. I feel like that's where you really determine if if there's something underlying where it's more than just like, this like when it gets psychological because like there's people who legit they say i can stop what i want they stop for like a day or two and that's cool but then they like after like a week or maybe two weeks or maybe they're pushing it like two weeks and a half three weeks and they're just like no i don't think it's a choice anymore they like just have that desire need to drink i feel like that's when it's like all right you might have something yeah yeah a, l- a little something because like there's a difference between wanting to to have a couple of beverages with people you're around or going out versus needing to like if you need to have a drink to to feel like you're having a good day or you need a good drink uh, a drink to feel like good then maybe it's probably not the best reason to drink you should drink to have yeah. fun with your mates and your family and stuff yeah i think there's a lot of people that probably have a difficult time differentiating between i need to and i want to I think a lot of people would just sit, like drink all the time and they'd be like, oh, I just want to. Like, I, I, I decide to. Yeah. But then like, okay, I believe you, but I don't know, maybe try to stop and see if it's like, oh, shit, like I really want, want to right now. Because then there might be a little a little thing. And it's it not, not that it's going to destroy your life. No. But it's probably not. No, but it's, some people care more about like having things like you referred to the thing last time about the poll. Some people don't really care to have that pull. There's like, oh, like, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an addict to this type of food or this event or this drug. But, like, you know, I like it, and it's whatever. It has a little pull. And then there's people who, like, don't really, like you, who just don't want any pull. They just kind of, like, want to be in full control. 
And there's two different types of people. There's people on both sides of the spectrum that live very healthy, happily lives, and that's okay. But one thing one of my professors told me, he was like, drink all you want. Just never drink alone. And I was like, and then I was like, why? And then in my head, I'm like, why is it such like a thing of like people who drink alone? Why is it a bad thing? I don't know. I never understood that. Oh, no, it's a it's a great point. I, I listen to this podcast. If, if you've never heard of it, it's called Plain English. It's a ringer podcast. It's run by a guy named Derek Thompson. He works for The Atlantic and, and he's a writer and author. The Atlantic and is great. And yeah, Derek Thompson is great. This podcast is great. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It's called Plain English. Uh, it's sort of like a more interesting version, like a long form, interesting version of NPR. Uh, that's sort of the best way I can describe it. But they do these breakdowns on stories and he brings experts on all the time. Every podcast is a different expert in a different field. So it's really interesting. And they did this episode um, a while back that I really enjoyed. And it was about sort of these people that, you know, the blue zones. They're, I think they're called blue zones. I could be wrong. But they're these zones of the world and like these communities where people just live way longer than they're expected uh -huh. to. Like they live like a bunch of people that just live past 100 and stay really healthy for a really long time. One of the things that they were talking about in that episode is that people will drink in those blue zones. People, you know, people drink wine and whatever. But the one thing that all of the blue zones have constantly is like social interactions. Like they're always with other people. They're always around their friends, always around their family. It's never like not even just drinking by yourself, but doing anything by yourself. Like it's just constant. It's not seeing your friends a couple times a week. It's seeing your friends every day and being around people all the time. That's interesting. And that was the one constant. Yeah. So, cause we, I, feel I don't like know. I'm not a scientist, but it's yeah. interesting. Something I mean, I feel like we, we tend to, especially in American culture, maybe it's just not even American. Maybe it's just like Gen Z culture. A lot of us just like are souped up in our rooms, like on our phones, like watching our show, watching our sports, like not really talking to people. And it's like normal. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what the psychological scientific explanation for that is. None of us are a scientist, but that's interesting. All right. Well, that was a good intro. We got a couple. We It's short pod today. Henry's not here, so we're going to keep it relatively short. I have a list of questions. A few of them are NBA, and then we're going to end with a music question. Chris, I want to start with, why isn't the Jalen Brown deal done? All right, that's something I've been thinking about a little bit lately. It's, just, it's not that I don't think it's going to get done, but I think it's a question that at this point, two weeks into free agency, you got to ask it. You got to talk about it. Why isn't the Jalen Brown deal done? Are they not? Do they not want to give them the money? Is it just little contract things? Is it incentives? Is it how many years? Is there a fifth year opt out? Um, it, it's, it, I think at all likelihood is probably the little nitty gritties and that they will still get it done. And Brad Stevens was asked about it the other day, said that he's not worried that they're going to get it done and it's fine. They have a lot of time. They have till I believe October, but it's an interesting question. Like what if they're not doing it? What if they haven't done it yet? It's July 14th today. What if they haven't done it yet? Because maybe they're open to trading him. Maybe they're interested in Damian Lillard. Maybe they're interested in. Or, or maybe they know that Jalen Brown isn't in love with Boston. He's not committed long term. And they're like, all right, well, we'll do it. You know, we, we like this guy. We want him here. But if there's a good trade, we're open to that too. Yeah. My stance with this Jalen Brown situation has always been like, he. I think he's worth the money, in my opinion. Because you see guys, Jeremy Grant getting 160, like, Jalen and then like so if we talk about Jalen Brown getting, I don't even know what his max is, like two twenty, maybe two fifty. I don't even know what it is. Like I think it's two ninety five. Oh. Oh. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, it's because he's still with the same team, isn't it? 
Okay. Yeah, Supermax. Yeah. Also yeah. oh, Supermax. So I don't I think he deserves it. But I it's a question of A, like you said, does he want to be here? Because he also understands, like, if he accepts that contract, yes, he's getting his money, but he's also accepting for the next five years and maybe the rest of his career, he's might be the second option to Jason Tatum. Like, God forbid, an injury happens to Tatum or, you know, whatever the case may be. He, by accepting a contract, I also think he feels like, all right, I'm also accepting my fate as a forever number two guy. He won't have the experience of, like, trying to run a team by himself like Kyrie wanted to do that he tried it didn't work out now he's okay like you know playing number two again maybe Jalen Brown takes like even though they're two different personalities Jalen Brown takes a little Kyrie where I was like I want to try it at least once in my career see if I can do this see how I, I how I like it and if it doesn't work then I'll I move into my number two or three or whatever he ends up doing yeah, Jalen Brown to me is not good enough to be a number one player on a championship team. Mm-hmm. He's just not. So if there's that thing there where it's like, man, I don't want to be the number two. I deserve to be a number one. I deserve everything that Jason Tatum has. I deserve to be the number one. Then like, dude, you're not going to win a championship. You're not that guy. I I think Tatum can be that guy. I don't think he's obviously that. I think there is a very select few players that are obviously a number one on a championship team. I look at Curry, LeBron, uh, Durant, Giannis, Jokic. That's it. Yeah. I mean, Kawhi for that one year was at that level. He obviously isn't right now. It, it is a very select few guys. You know, Luka can get there. Tatum can get there. Embiid could get there. But like Jalen Brown is not on that level. So if you want to be the one, like the one, then go ahead. Your, your call, but it's, you're not going to win. It's just tricky. Cause he's like in that no man's land where he's, if you put him on another team, he's probably the number one, not number one on a championship caliber team. But if you put him on a team, he has number one talent. I don't know if he has number one capabilities in terms of like running an offense. Cause if you're the number one guy, you're also responsibly like responsible for running the offense, whether it's like, like on purpose or like on accident, you're the guy, the team runs through you. So I don't know if he has that ability, but I do think he is a lot better than a lot of twos and threes in a league in terms of his talent. And like I said, maybe he doesn't think he deserves a Tatum treatment, but maybe he just wants to try it. Like maybe, maybe he gets sent to Portland for Dame and he's like, all right, we're going to lose, but at least this is my team. I can run the show. I can figure out things about my game that I probably wouldn't have figured out if I was under Tatum, if I was under a LeBron, if I was under a Luka Doncic. But I don't know. I feel like the deal's going to get done. I don't see them trading him. I think he wants to be there. Um, I still don't know if he wants to be a number two, but then if you're, you're, you're committing to be there, you're also committing to be a number two. I agree. I uh, I think if he wants to be a number one, the the sacrifice that he's making is winning. Yes. Like, go for it, dude. Knock yourself out. But you're not going to win a championship. No. Like, think about the people who have won the championship the last decade or so. LeBron, Curry, Durant, Kawhi one year. I don't know. I think 10, 10 years ago it was like Tim Duncan. Like, these are the best. Uh, Giannis, first, Jokic. Yeah. yeah. So these these teams are like the have the guys that are the elite of the elite. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown is a is a good two. He's a good two, but he's not a one if you want to win. But so I was thinking about two. 
I, I think he can be worth the Supermax. Mm-hmm. It, it really is a lot of money. Yeah, it, it's it 35% of a team's cap. I think his number is about $295 million, which is just insane money. I think he can be worth it. But if he's going to be worth it, he has to get better. He had an assist-to-turnover ratio. I was looking at his stats. He has an assist-to-turnover ratio in this past playoffs of 1-to-1. One he has as many turnovers as he has assists. That can't happen. It's not good. Not good. It's not good. So I look at the other players, too, that have gotten the Supermax. And obviously, it's like you, you see the Curries and the, the Giannis and Jokic and like the players that you know deserve it. And then there's another group. It's like Bradley Beal, Carl Anthony Towns, Russell Westbrook, and their guys like, okay, if those guys are getting the Supermax, then Brown should probably get the Supermax. Do those guys deserve the Supermax? Like, is that really what the Supermax was meant for? Maybe not. But you just got to look at the options on the table. Like, obviously, Russell Westbrook wasn't worth it because he couldn't maintain the level of play. He's not efficient enough. Um, you you know, maybe too old in age when he got it from OKC. So, like, Bradley Beal, Washington just had nothing else to do with their money. I feel like they, yeah, they had nothing to do with their money, and I don't think... I feel like if he had some better players they could have done so i'm not saying they can win a championship but they could have done a lot more make a lot more noise than they were able to under his supermax um but in hindsight his obviously wasn't worth it his supermax yeah yeah i mean they had to get rid of him they had to get rid of him it's about damn time it, it was about damn time it, the, that had run its course and after john wall left it was just you gotta. I, I think the Wizards are in a much better place after this offseason than they were a season ago, two seasons ago. Much, much better. I also think about the players who have turned down Supermax deals. It's a group of three guys. Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. Those guys all won championships in their first team after they, they turned down the Supermax from the original team. Oh, Durant really? turned one down from OKC. AD turned one down from New Orleans. Kawhi turned it down from San Antonio. They all went on to win championships. Lakers, uh, Toronto, and who am I missing? Kawhi. Oh, Durant with uh, Golden State. They all won championships with the, with I, the first team listen, after. I don't know about you, but if somebody offers me a Supermax, I'm taking it. That's a lot of money to turn down. <laughs> That's a lot of but fucking money. I think you would have to be truly unhappy with your situation. Like Durant was done in OKC. He didn't want to play with Westbrook. Uh, AD was done with New Orleans. He was sitting out. He was getting fined. Kawhi, obviously done with San Antonio, wanted out of there like nobody's business. So if Jalen Brown's going to opt out of a Supermax, and and all three of those guys are at a level above what Jalen Brown is. I agree. So if Jalen Brown, as a number two, is going to turn down $295 million, he better fucking hate it in Boston. He better hate it. Yeah, because he's in that position where, again, he's really good. Don't know if he's good enough for the success of like Anthony Davis or whatever. But in terms of financial, are you good enough to be turning down that type of money? And I don't think he is like, cause then it wasn't a super max, but the one I think about recently was Dennis Schroeder turning down. I think it was like a hundred mil or 90 mil from the Lakers. And he ended up signing for like a, a, a minimum, I think a 4 million with the Celtics right after, because he thought he can get a super, a, a much bigger deal. I don't think Jalen Brown should be uh, playing with his food here. I say take the money, um, try to win. I feel like you guys have a window right now as good as it's going to get for a franchise. You have 
and are a top 10 player, maybe top five to some people. You have one of the best number twos in the league and you have a great front office. I was going to say great coach, but I don't know much about Mr. Joe Missoula. I don't know how he's going to do. Yeah, we'll see about that. I'm all for betting on yourself. Like I, I liked what Dennis Schroeder did, so I'm all for it. But there's a reason why it's called betting mm-hmm. on yourself. There is a chance that you will lose, and that you got to take that into account. It's a bet. And then you know, might not work. If we were players and we look at our uh, our betting segment, we don't seem yeah. to be very good betters. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on myself on the betting segment. I'll tell you that much. And I certainly wouldn't bet on you. <laughs> uh, question number two here, Chris. Where do you think are, are the most, uh, I don't want to say most likely, um, what what locations, what teams make sense for Damian Lillard, A, as a trade, like wh- who has pieces that Portland would want, what makes sense as a trade, and B, what would make sense as a basketball fit? Is there a team and a situation that would make sense for both of those things? I, The most obvious to me is Miami because they're in that position of they're very good. They have a great roster. They have good depth. They have a great coach. Um, They just came off a great season. And they're one kind of caveat. I don't want to say missing piece because they obviously had a successful year with Kyle Lowry last year. But like to upgrade, I feel like Kyle Lowry to Dame Lillard, I'll take that upgrade if I'm trying to push for a, a, a championship. And they also have Tyler Hero. They have picks. like They have depth that they can add. So I think that makes the most sense. Paired with Dame wants to go there, apparently, only. Um, another one that comes into my mind is, is interesting, but Milwaukee. Because it's Drew Holiday is a great point guard. But if we're talking about making an upgrade, if you're upgrading from Drew Holiday to a Damian Lillard, and I'm pretty sure Milwaukee can send over some picks in the future that might have some value. Um, I think Giannis would take that. I don't know if the Bucks would screw up with that big three that they have going on, but I thought about them as a team as well. Um, there's not a lot, to be honest with you, because I think most good teams now have a point guard. Warriors have Curry. They have two point guards now. They fucking have Curry and... Um, Chris Paul, Phoenix doesn't have a point guard, but I don't think it's possible. It's not, they there's, can't there's no way. No. Um, Dallas, I think is good. Even though they didn't make the playoffs, they have two point guards. Um, the Knicks have Jalen Brunson. I mean, obviously Damian Lillard is better than Jalen Brunson, but I don't, you, I don't know if you want to run a two point guard set. I think most teams have a point guard. Good. Do you think the Knicks, do you think the Knicks would trade Jalen Brunson for Dame Lillard? No. Yeah, I, I think that's I, I think it's a, a good question, but I don't I I don't think New I think New York is so in love with Brunson right now because of what he did this season that they're like, yeah, Lillard's a little bit better, but like yeah, it's, Brunson's our guy. I mean, We're not he, gonna get rid of him. I, I would say he's a little bit Damian Lillard, I think, is a Hall of Famer. Like Damian Lillard is yeah. is better, but yeah. paired with the money that Damian Lillard is getting, I think his last year is making sixty mil. I think the financial tie up that you have to endure trading for Damian Lillard isn't unless you're winning this year and have an opportunity to win this year, um, I don't think it makes sense to, especially if you're trying to build a longevity, like a roster that maintains longevity. So there's, that's why I don't think there's a lot of teams that make sense. I think the Miami one is still interesting. I think it's a fit basketball wise. He obviously wants to be there. Does Portland want Tyler hero as the centerpiece of that trade? Like on the surface? Yeah. You want Tyler hero. He's a good player. He's, he's, you know, good. He's a good piece. But 
look at look at Portland's roster. Look at the young guys they have. They have Anthony Simons. The and they dressed they, they just drafted Scoot Henderson. The player. They have guards. They uh they have uh what's his face? Um a one sixty. Oh god, why can't Jeremy I Jeremy Grant? No, the uh the the other young guy. Yeah. Yeah, the other young guy, say, guy. you're helping me a lot here, Adam. Well, I'll look it up. I say his name all the time. It's one of those weird mental blocks. Um, but he's really good, and they're kind of set in the backcourt, right? So I, I don't know if Tyler Hero makes sense for Portland. It doesn't, but it, it makes sense for the purpose of getting a deal done. Yeah, but it, I just feel like the Port, Portland's going to have possibly, probably better offers. It's uh, Shaden Shock oh, yeah. that I was trying to remember his name. Um, it has he's had a really good summer league too? By the way, I was really impressed. I saw a game that he played and really impressed with them. So they kind of have a backcourt. Like, do they want Tyler Hero? I but don't know if that's the would, best deal. But then you would also you have to get someone. So who can offer the best deal? I think Brooklyn's interesting. Brooklyn has a lot of picks. I don't think they'd offer Mikel Bridges. Oh, well, that's. I yeah. think it would be. I, th- I think it'd be centered around a lot of those Phoenix picks. Um, so that's an interesting one. Yeah. I think uh, New Orleans is an interesting one. What about Dame for Brandon Ingram? I don't think he wants to go to New Orleans, especially with this. So we're okay. This is an interesting. Does it matter this, where he wants to go? But this is. I think it does. Because as 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 theoretical we can get, theoretically, it doesn't matter. It's to trade. GM does the trade. Doesn't matter where the player wants to go. They get the best offer. That's what they take. That's not what's going to happen. Even though I disagree with it, I think GMs have a job, and I feel like they should do what's best for the organization, not only right now, but also for the, the longevity of the organization. And if they have to satisfy Damien a little bit, you use the word appease because of what he's done for that organization, I feel like they will. So with that being said, they might not take the best offer. They would have to sacrifice a little, like that best offer to appease him a little bit. I think Philly makes sense basketball wise. So, but like, so who would they trade? Because James Harden that's, opted that's, in. James Harden opted into his last that that player option. So Portland doesn't want Harden. But the thing is, why not? Because he's old and he's cut. I don't want to call him washed up. Ex- but. His deal is expiring though. Right, but you're not trading Damian Lillard for a guy on an expiring deal to just like cut money. Like no, you, no, no. You got to get back would, an asset. They're gonna. They're obviously gonna pair picks. It won't be any any near future picks because they're going to be good for the near future. But I'm assuming it would be picks in a couple years from now. I don't. I know think if, it has to be Maxi. It would probably Portland be both. Say yes. Maxi and Harden. Yeah. And picks. Well, you can That's argue about the picks, but it might be Maxi and Harden. If I'm Philly, I, I think that's too much. I just don't think Maxi gets it done. You think Maxie I think Maxi and picks might get it done. But again, that's another backcourt guy. Do uh, they want a backcourt guy? I think they'd probably rather grant, like Brandon Ingram, who had a really good year. It just sucks because whatever Damien wants, it's like any good team, any championship caliber team has a guard already. Like Denver has Jamal Murray. I'm not saying Jamal Murray is better than Damian Lillard, but they have. They just they're fine. They do they're not, not need trading. to make any adjustments yeah. as as it stands right now. No, I agree. I agree. Like Sacramento. What about Kings? Minnesota? What about? Have Fox. Go ahead. Yeah. What about Carl Anthony Towns? Would they ship him to Minnesota? With, that I think could with happen. Carl Anthony, or they're trading Carl Anthony. No, they're trading Carl Anthony Towns for for Lillard. Why would he go? Why would Damian want to go there? Again, this, we have to take into account why he would want to go there. Where would he want to go there? I don't think he. I 
I'm assuming that he doesn't get any say. Okay, assuming he doesn't get any say, then yeah, they so may try to appease him. They may try to in an act of goodwill, but they don't have to. I I think they should just take the best I deal. I think it makes sense. I think so too. But we don't live in a in a in a funzy world in a make pretend world. No, see, the funzy make pretend world is the world in which you you're an NBA player and you just get to tell your own team that I want to go here and you just go there. Uh huh. That's not how it works. Uh, you're it, in the NBA. It clearly is how it works. Yeah. No, it might be. James Harden we'll got where I, he wanted to go. Yeah. Kyrie got where he wanted to go. And it's funny you mentioned Harden and Kyrie though because those two guys they go where they want to go but they never want to stay. They always want to go somewhere else. KD never went happy. where he wanted to go and then ended up. Yep. Well, they also, yeah. all three of them went to the Nets and that whole situation was a kafuckle. Yeah, what a what They a should disaster. trade him. They just trade him. They made a live with Ben Simmons. Oh, God. Honestly. That's not bad, right? I, it, I, th- I think Brooklyn, if it was going to be Brooklyn, it's going to be, pit, unless it's like a three-team deal. But if it's a two-team between Portland and Brooklyn, I think it's Ben Simmons and picks. Because the money line. And up. I think Ben Simmons is interesting in Portland. He fits. Yeah, they like I said, Ben Simmons, I don't think is has the talent level. I don't know if you heard a I heard a clip of a podcast he was on talking about the back pain he was having. I don't know if it was in Philly or right before he got traded and everyone was like giving him shit for it. And I felt bad because what he was describing I've like I felt before. Like sometimes you can just like be walking upstairs and then you feel like this sharp pain in your lower back and like shoots to your legs. And that's like you know, you might have pulled something in your lower back or you you might have like tweaked a, a disc in your lower back. And I, that's happened to me multiple times. So I'm like, oh, shit, that sucks. So apparently, apparently that's what he was going through before he got traded. And then he got traded and just his confident level, his confidence level just doesn't look the same. Money lines up. Going somewhere where there are no expectations. And you're based. I don't want to say he's running the show because I think Anthony will be running the show. Maybe Scoot too. Scoot. Scoot's um, a star. All right, listen. You and your your early predictions of stars. I don't believe it. I'm telling you, but I think it fits. Money works, and I think he can go somewhere. He doesn't have to do too much. You can just do him. Yep, you can just be a dude. Be a, be dude. a guy. Be a dude. One more question for you, Chris, before we get out of here. I want to do summer songs. You got any summer so- like favorite summer songs? I got two. You I want you to do, go you first. Go we'll back go back and, and, forth? and forth. Yeah, ah. you got first pick though. My first pick is. Summer by Calvin Harris. Ooh, okay. I met you okay. in a. Du, 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 okay. That's my that's my number one because it like just that. is. I mean, and it's fucking called summer, so it's a summer song. It's just what it is. I agree. I agree. I also have a Calvin Harris song is with it, my first pick. It, don't. It's my number. It might be my second one. Go ahead. Slide. Oh, that's a good one. I like that song with yeah, Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean, Migos, Migos and yeah. produced by Calvin Harris. Yeah. That song came out uh, in the summer, I think, of 2016, 15. Something like that. Yeah. That's a great song. It's a great song. It's got a great rhythm, sort of like a nice bounce. Yeah. But Frank Ocean, it, how, I love how it it opens up with a empty my bank account and buy that boy with a foot. I might. Oh, it's good. It's a great song. It just feels like summer to me. Yeah, it does. Good stuff. Okay. What's your second one? So my second one is... um. No, that my third one is the Calvin Harris. My second one is Better by Khalid. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I, I like can that, see that song a lot. Yeah, it does feel summery with the synths yeah. and it's yeah something about it. Good pick, synths. Chris. Thank you. Thank you yeah, very much. What's yours? Uh, my second and final pick is 
Drum roll, please. Get Lucky by Pharrell and Daft Punk. You see, I love it, that song. It's a, that's, I think that's a perfect pick, but the level of how much the radio overplayed that song when we were in middle school is absolutely abysmal, and I hate. I can't listen to that song anymore just because of how much I heard it on the radio. Wow, that was 2013, huh? Yeah. I'm just looking at it right like, now. Yeah, it was middle school. That's crazy. But um, we're doing ago. honorable mentions whether you like it or not. Okay. My honorable mention is Calvin Harris, because I said I had another Calvin Harris. Feel so close. I feel so close to you right now. Mm. It's a, uh, Anything Calvin Harris reminds me of the summer. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, he's a good producer. I like Calvin Harris. He hasn't and he a, sings a little bit too, doesn't he? Does he? He sings on some of that. Is that him? Yeah, I think singing? summer is him. I think summer is him. No, yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Almost positive. Talented guy. All right, I didn't come with an honorable mention, but I just off the top, you want to shoot one off the top before we yes. get out of here? I remember, I, I don't remember what year it was. It was probably 2015 if I had to guess. Maybe even before. Yeah, maybe, tw- I don't know. I'm not even going to try to guess. If I had to guess, I would say 2015. Hotline Bling by Drake. Hotline Bling. That, it, it was it, annoying when it first came out. Yeah. And then I was like, you listen back to that song and you're like, man, that was like a, that was a vibe. That was like, kind of like an era. It was huge when it came out. And Dr- I heard Drake was like, it was sort of a throwaway. And he was like, I, I guess I'll put it. You recorded it in like a hotel room or something. You know, a lot of artists say that usually their best songs are the ones where they just like, I don't really like it, but it's whatever. And they just yeah. like, fuck it, just put something together in like 20 minutes and it just, it clicks. My third, my second honorable mention, I'm not, we don't, you don't have to do one, is any song from Bad Bunny's album of, of in English, A Summer Without You, which, Adam, was the, I think last week achieved the most streamed album on in Spotify history. Really? Yes. Impressive. Yeah, Bad Bunny's big now. Yeah. What yeah. a guy. I don't have a second honorable mention because I don't want to just throw something out there. I only came with two. I gave you an extra one. Is that all yours? No, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say anything in Spanish because then you wouldn't know. And then it's like most yeah. of the people listening wouldn't know either. So it's like it would be a wash. Yeah. Well, maybe we got some Spanish people listening. Yeah, Shout out to all the Spanish people. Spanish people. <laughs> yeah, I love our Spaniards out there. Shout out to oh, the Spaniards. Have you heard Um, there's in Spain some guy called uh, Quevedo. There's a song. I have to send it to you. You won't know what the fuck he's saying. But it's like I think it was a song of the summer in Spain last year. And it's like when I hear it, I think of the summer too. I have to send it to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'll listen. As long as it sounds like summer, it does. Doesn't matter what they're saying. It's not. It's no get lucky though. I'll tell you that much. Oh my god. Go Some about like get lucky and hotline bling to me are both yeah. overplayed pop songs. But then when you listen back to them five, six, seven, eight, nine years later, it's like ah, that's kind of a banger though. Yeah. You know, there's something nostalgic about it. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Kids getting big for the summer. Happy summer, people. <laughs> Alright, that's gonna do it. Thank you for listening and we'll catch you next week. Uh, I'm a sober soul. I take glory rose. With some dogs you violate me, they gon' send you home. They'll get you gone. <laughs>